Welcome to Resilient Love Podcast. Join hosts Quentin and Brianna as they discuss tips on love, life, and business. Let's get into this next episode. everybody hey everybody we are here we're back with another episode of resilient Love. love if you guys recall we actually were some guests on our friends podcast mr frederick Beatty, and he asked us a question there uh and we had a lot of great dialogue you guys can see that video on our page But we wanted to take a step further from that conversation and really dig a little deeper into does black love still exist? We want you guys to get in the comment section. Let us know on this lovely uh, February month. Do you believe black love still exists? Hi, Monica. Thanks for joining us. Does black love still exist? We want to get into this conversation. So, Quentin, what's your thoughts? Absolutely, it does. Um, you have to cancel out all the negative you see in the media and everything that they want you to believe. Uh, it is truly a trick of the enemy, I believe, mm-hmm. that gets you to feel like that it's not possible. Um, that you can obtain you you can't obtain black love. It doesn't exist. Uh, if you notice that, in many ways, they do these spinoffs, especially when we talk about media. When you look at TV, I was always told by a very wise guy I used to work with, TV is to television. Yep. TV is a television. So if I can get you to, if I can sell you on the story, mm-hmm. then maybe you'll actually believe it. Yeah. So you, be, you have to be careful on what you consume and allow to really download in your spirit. Right. And we got some comments coming in. Thank you, Dr. Sauls. Good evening to you, too. And Amen. she believes it exists. Monica, she's also saying, I think it does. But it's rare to see today. And I, I value that, those two comments because it is it does exist. It is relevant. It is prevalent. However, we as the community have to be intentional about how we go about our relationship. So Quentin and I, we have a few key points we want to bring up on today's episode. Tonight's episode, you guys are catching Resilient Love Live. Let us know in the comments if you want us to continue to come live. Also, be on the lookout for next week's episode. It's fire, okay? It's fire. But getting back to this, so we wrote down a key point. The first key point I want to bring up tonight, black love exists when self-love is present. Mm. Black love exists when self-love is present. Have we all taken the time? Hey, Uncle Herman, have we all taken the time to really assess ourselves? Do we really recognize our value 
before we try to connect with someone. I know we all have heard the term 50-50 uh, relationship. I want to come into the relationship 50-50. But I want you guys to know, and I'm sure some of you may already know, you have to come into a relationship 100%, 100%. Okay? We need a fully charged battery. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we don't need a 50% charge because we all know, especially for Team iPhone, that 50% charge goes down quickly. I had 52 when I started. I'm at 48. You see what I'm saying? It goes down quickly. So if you at 50 and I'm at 50, that's not a fully charged relationship. You want to come into this thing knowing who you are, what you value, what you like, so that when you connect with someone, the two minds come together. And it gives off a mixed message of half committed. So, Ooh, did y'all catch that? So half committed is 50%. Half committed, half committed to yourself, mm -hmm. half committed to what you have established with that person. So that's why we say black love exists when self-love is present. Mm -hmm. Do you love you? All right, Q. Mm. So our first point is you have to write your own narrative. So Either you're going to write your narrative or you're going to allow society to, to write it for you. And that could be a very dangerous thing mm -hmm. uh, because it could it could go any kind of way. You have you you have now given the rights over. Yeah. So one of our best examples of write your own narrative is when we talked about media. One was the Cosby show. Who remembers the Cosby Show? Give us, give us some thumbs up. <laughs> Drop it in the comment section. The Cosby Show. Uh, Monica, we're going to come back to your statement because I love that. But the Cosby Show. Why we bring up the Cosby Show is because that gave us a visual example mm -hmm. of a what people may call an untraditional, non-traditional aspect of a black home. Well. But they gave a new new vision. They gave a they, new word. They they set a standard that yeah. says you can be this and more. Yes, I so like that. You you don't have to. There's and it's not to throw titles and positions, but typically, blacks as it being Black History Month, we know with the history. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things that we've been held back from. Right. Um positions of status even though sometimes we were deserving and we were qualified we were not there mm -hmm. and to see a doctor and a lawyer marry in the home with the children under one roof yes really set and shifted the whole dynamic because if i see that as a child mm -hmm. it gives me as a child as a boy let me do a bible as a boy it puts in my mind that this is possible. Right. So as I grow up to be a man and I put away all the childish things, mm -hmm. I remember this is possible. But what do I have to do? One thing about the Cosby show that I like, you got to really walk with them in their daily life and work out the issues. Just because there were a doctor and a lawyer married together under one roof with all their children did not mean they didn't have the same issues. Right. It's just about how they attack the issues and how they dealt with it as a family, mm -hmm. as a union. And I love that because 
Um, again, thank you guys for dropping those comments in the chat. We appreciate you. And so, yeah, co the Cosby Show gave us that example. Uh, although it was a written script, it was something that somebody obviously either envisioned or has seen before, right? Most of the time when we see things on media, it's either a possibility or it's present. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility or it's already presently happening. So for those writers that came up with the Cosby show, they actually depicted such an image that gave us an encouragement. But I want to go ahead and flip it to the next side of this. What shows can they reference today? What shows can our nieces and nephews, our uh, younger generation, what can they reference as a show to look at? We had a different world. We had, of course, the Cobbler Show. We also had um, Fresh, Prince. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We had all of these 90 shows that gave us examples of Family Matters. Mm -hmm. It gave us examples of the family structure and the black love the, truly existing. There's also another show that we even just spoke about uh, when we were in high school, I think even middle school, there was a show called Lincoln Heights that I think was very powerful. Mm -hmm. It really didn't get enough highlight to me. It, it was a very powerful um, show. And I think the, the way we know obviously it's different. Mm -hmm. The Cosby's, the, all these shows are, it's so different now. Yeah. Um, oh, My Wife and Kids. Yes. Yes, that was good. That was good. You both are an example of better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Uncle Herman. Thank you. But uh, and thank you, Monica, for dropping that. Drop other shows, guys. We need to have us a whole throwback day. Just watch all these shows. But let me pull out this other point too, as you're thinking, Quentin. Uh, Monica said, "I really don't like all these articles that tell black women to date outside our race, as if that is the only solution for black women to gain a healthy relationship or marriage, or that it's wrong for black women to desire black men." for a committed relationship that leads to marriage. And I think that narrative has literally been pumping through our society that, uh, he's talking about Sanford and Sons, it's been pumping in our society that we have to go outside of the black community, quote unquote, to actually get that dream or that vision. But I want everybody to know, and I know that you guys that are listening and watching and rocking with us, you recognize that, in the race, outside the race, we're really trying to let you guys know for the black community, black love still exists. Despite what the media writes, despite what you may see on the television, mm -hmm. black love exists because it starts with our community. We have to get back to loving each other in our community. And stop these negative narratives about the loud black woman or the crazy black woman or the black man being a part of the statistics of society. Or cheating, cheating. Right. It's we just... have to stop. When you start to replay things, you actually begin to speak a negativity over the possibility. Mm -hmm. You keep replaying what society say, but you got to speak on what God says. Mm. And, and another point about that statement is what Monica said. You, they paint. It's it's like a picture painted that if you go outside your race, everything gonna be good. better. It's, it's gonna just, be better. It's like a, a yellow brick road or something. That is not true. That is false pretense. Right. I don't care what color. 
you gonna have some of the same issues. Yeah, the Jeffersons. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all bring out some good shows. I need to go back and have a throwback. Oh, two two seven. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, y'all keep dropping it. Maybe somebody come back and start us a whole series on show. that on shows <laughs> for Black Love, right? Not just for February, but every day. Every day should be a Black Love Day. Why do you guys think in twenty twenty we started a whole movement? Black Lives Matter. Yeah, we want a society to recognize that Black Lives Matter. Exactly, exactly. I know. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 exactly. And so in 2020, when the Black Lives Matter movement occurred, I mean, in my personal opinion, yes, we were seeing a lot of police brutality, but we don't acknowledge the Black brutality. Mm -hmm. I understand police brutality is real. But we don't really acknowledge the black brutality, the times oh. where we cut each other down and we don't lift each other up. Or we do. I think we we acknowledge it, but not enough. Not like we should. Um, Monica dropping all of them. Y'all better catch these shows the now. Hugelies, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was my show. But uh, I just think that, like you said, Black Lives Matter. We have to say that even on our own streets, even in our own community, when it's black on black. Yep. So not just at the hands of an officer, but, you know, and I didn't want to shift that way. But at the same time, I think it's very important. Yeah, we can't we cannot negate the fact that saying to you all or having this dialogue of black love existing, that we negate the fact that we have to also value the black life. We have to value the black life, but let's get back to our notes. So do not confine yourself to the walls of your past or society standards or whatever your family family history may be. You have to, again, as Quentin stated, write your own relationship narrative. We all have heard uh, relationship goals and be like this couple, be like that couple. But Quentin and I like to say, just take a piece of the pie, not the whole cake. Mm. just take a piece of the pie something that you see another couple doing you may reference it but you're still it's still going to look totally different with your flow and right. with your relationship it's going to so, look different and in essence every every sheet of ingredients does not work for every relationship mm -hmm. so you have to pull out what ingredients can fit and as we're talking about this does black love still exist? That's the number one question. Yes, we have established. Of course it does. Mm -hmm. But you have to be willing to find a model mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. of black love for you so you can model what they do. Not saying you're doing mocking what they do, mm -hmm. but they're being the example for you to set the standard in your marriage, your relationship or marriage. Yeah, we have to begin to just take it at, with a grain of salt, as we heard growing up. Just take what you can. What they say, eat the meat, leave the bones. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need everything, but something from that relationship could stick out to you as a key point of what you desire or want. Okay. So, with that being said, it leads me to our other key point of both parties have to be vested and have a vested interest in the relationship for it to actually work, for it to actually prosper. 
in order for black love to exist, it starts with both parties mm -hmm. wanting it to work. I know that's a simple statement, but that's really how it's going to exist. We see a lot of uh, increase in divorce and things of mm -hmm. that nature because both parties were not vested in the uh, outcome of the relationship. I, and another way I can I can describe this is. Mm -hmm. For example, we haven't been married long. We're mm -hmm. coming up on two years, but prior to marriage, I had I'm vested. I got I got a lot vested in her. Mm -hmm. I spent time to learn her, learn what she like, learn what she don't like. Why in the world would I go wasted? Waste all that time that I vested mm -hmm. to do something silly. It's the mindset. It start everything starts in the mind. It does, but that leads that leads us to that point about Russell Wilson. Okay, yeah. So the next point is black men do honor their wives, and the good example we got this time is Russell Wilson. Yeah, and married to Sierra. Mm -hmm. And uh, we bring him up because, of course, he's been trending in media. But we also, again, take a piece of the pie and recognize that he values who she is, what her industry is. Mm -hmm. Of course, they come from two different industries. One is music, one is sports, and they both value each other. They actually were a part of getting a team. Right. And so not only are they investing in the relationship, but they're also investing in their future. Because as you guys know, this podcast is about love, tips on life and how to level up in your business. And so using the uh, Russell Wilson and Miss Sierra in our example is just to say that not only are they invested in the family unit, but they're also invested in their future in the, as far as the legacy of their children, having to make sure their children have uh, some type of account, financial, uh, what am I saying? Le financial stability, stability in a, in a way. I hate just to say a, stability, but. A, a, a rich inheritance beyond just money. Right. But, but principles and values. Wealth, one thing I caught this week was wealth is more than just money. Did y'all catch that? Wealth is health. Because it takes principles the right set of principles to keep wealth going mm -hmm. without principles because i mean let's be real with each other you know of course we're not advocating for gambling but i mean if you got a million dollars today if you did not know what to do with a million it's just like you never got the million dollars today and i used to think that that was crazy that a lot of people would say would you take the million dollars or would you take the 30-year payout and the truth is, it's better to take the 30 year payout if you don't know what to do with the million dollars, because in essence, you're already bro broke before you it hits your hand. Yeah. So uh, just as a plug, as a community, we have to be more financially literate. And if we don't know, go find somebody that is right. Let's encourage each other to really build up the black community not only in relationships but in financial literacy in our health because we we need to improve in all categories y'all all <laughs> and the other part about that is inheritance yeah making sure that we're we're taking care of nobody has it's one thing to have to grieve but to have to grieve and have to go through the financial piece because nothing was set in place 
that's a whole different type of issue. Yeah. Um, so taking that principle, of course, wealth is more than just money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's those principles. Yeah. And that's what we wanted to bring to you guys tonight. Just to give a, our two cents on what black love means to us. Do we believe it exists? Of course we do. We're examples of it. But we also wanted to just spread the message to our listeners, our viewers, that, you know, it's not just about the status of what society calls us, but we set the standard. I want us to recognize as a black community um, and of those that support the black community, we have to set the standard. You know, a lot of times we get caught up again, as we mentioned earlier, with media and their messaging. But if we push the message, if we become the thing that we want to see, black love existing starts with us existing, starts with individual uh, work that was done. We did the individual work so that when we came together, it would work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're going to get to our last point, guys, which is black is powerful. Black is bold. Black is beautiful. What other adjectives do you guys have for black? Black is bold, black is powerful, black is beautiful. You drop it in the comments what black is and you fill in the blank. But you go ahead, Q, with that next point. Mm. So black is powerful. Black is powerful because we are some of the most creative people. That's the reason we had the Cosby shows and the Hughleys and all these other shows that you all, a lot of these shows had black producers. Mm-hmm. Little known, you know, and I think we have to begin to empower our blackness and empower our black community, especially those in high school and going to college, mm-hmm. to really embrace their creativity so we can get some of these things back. Yeah. So we can start seeing in media a better highlight of what black love is or just being black. So that's what I <laughs> now Monica brought up a great point. Black is intimidated, often misunderstood. Mm. And that is so true. Mm. In in thinking about the love aspect, you also have to think about the hate. Mm. The hate you give is real. If you saw that movie. That was good. That was a good movie. But Monica's point is so so valuable. Like we have to recognize society is intimidated by the very thing they don't understand. They don't understand how we can be so resilient, resilient love. They don't understand how we can continue to bounce back when they try to hold us back. We still bounce forward. They hold us back, we bounce forward. At the end of the day, we truly are powerful. Black is multiple types of intelligence. I agree with that again. And as Uncle Herman said, black is love, okay? But you go ahead, Q. Yeah, so that that intimidating piece, that kind of threw me back a notch. But there's been some times where I felt like just walking in a room because I was the only black person, it was intimidating Mm -hmm. because I spoke a certain way because I did not fit the quote unquote stereotype. There you go. Um, I, I 
not saying I was cocky or arrogant. It's just that I was well-spoken. I knew what I was going to say, and I was direct. And you flowed. Yep. Yeah. And not all the time was that received. Uh, <laughs> it's just sometimes I'm more of a progressive thinker where I'm thinking 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And if you're, it's like this, I'm thinking 10, down, 10 years down the road. But if you're just talking to pacify, I can decipher between the two. Okay. So either shoot me, be a straight shooter with me mm-hmm. or just tell me you're going to give me bare minimum. But don't hold up the progress. Right. Right. Um, Good question. Have you ever been targeted of heavy discrimination? Um, Honestly, no. <laughs> I have had situations of discrimination, but not to the point of, I guess you could say, like intimidation or, or feeling some type of way. My my encounters have been in group settings. Um, some of you may or may not know, I used to march in my college band. And so when we went to a particular uh, stadium, arena, there were some comments that were being said to us because the majority of the band was black. So there were some comments that were said in that particular setting. But as far as an individual encounter, I honestly have not experienced that because you said heavy discrimination. So no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Nah, I beg to differ. But I'm also a black man, so that's totally different too. Um, now Quinn's experience several. I only go on one. God knows I don't want to do too many. Right. Um, of course, the typical one. Every time a black man get behind the wheel, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, just tell them that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's just the typical story of I grew up in an area that was not quote unquote the best neighborhood of town, but it did not make me less than. Of course. I was still who I was, you know, and that's the funny part. Um I think I got pulled I got pulled over and at the time I had a pretty nice vehicle. And I it's that number one question that I cannot stand, which is what do you you know, do you live around where you headed? Uh, what are you doing in this neighborhood? And I'm like, that doesn't, mm-mm. I'm just, that's a whole lot of questioning. Either do I got a tail light out? Do Is something wrong with the registration? Give me something credible. Mm-hmm. Either give me something credible or just pull away. And I, I just, I think as being, in prior law enforcement, I think it's a respect thing. You have to wear a uniform, but respect the uniform. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, if I ask you, if an officer asks you what you're doing in this neighborhood, and you ask why, it's not wrong. You, you could just be a you know a regular per, a regular human for a second and explain to the person why mm-hmm. why you're asking. It could be a robbery just happened. But how do I know that if you don't explain it? So it's just cases like that that mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, I, I didn't know he was going to go down that street. But <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I thought he was going to tell you guys about a time where he was just driving. 
literally just driving and you were fall, you were circled. Like every turn you made. Oh yeah. I thought that you were gonna tell that story. Like every turn he made, the police made that turn. At the end of the day, they did finally stop him just to say, Hey. <laughs> You know, and it was sad, but it was true. They literally followed him because he was a black man and he had a, a particular car he was driving at the time. And they just kind of circled the block with him. When he made a right, they made a right. And so when he told me the story, I was kind of concerned because we all have seen media, right? Um, This wasn't a recent case, by the way, but this yeah. was something that happened uh some years ago maybe about two years ago so and, yeah and and i mean it wasn't a bad interaction let me let me do go on the record and say it wasn't a bad interaction but it but was a stereotypical moment it was stereotypical yeah and they recognized my face because of prior law enforcement mm -hmm. so you know you never know yeah and that's the thing uh our black lives have to matter period to us first as right. the black people Right. Um, but let's get back to our last point. And we wanted to reference the Obamas. And we said we reference them because of how their family structure is, how they actually be flowed and everything like that. And so I love the fact of how the Obamas made uh, their eight year presence, their eight year run so pristine if i can say that word mm -hmm. i mean they really gave us a great example of black leadership black love black family unity in front of the entire country With despite no society we're not getting into politics right. or politics but just the example of them and their leadership we got a picture of them in our house that's why i keep looking over there but um uh, I just we just wanted to shout them out yeah. just for how they balance business, life, and family. And they had a clean I mean, they really didn't have any relationship scandal or nothing like that. Yeah. So exactly, Monica. Exactly. There was no sex scandals. There was no issues that were what seen to the public. Right. And uh we just really wanted to shout them out and our black love still exists, uh narrative and conversation. Uh, but we don't want to negate uh, Red Lantern. Um, my father's a black man of a dark complexion, and he feels as though he needs to work harder to prove his place. And we have mm. um, seen that, and yeah. we understand that uh, completely. You know, there are certain cases where uh, the challenges of being black are seen heavier in certain cases than others. What mm -hmm. I mean by that is it may be more of a challenge if you were in Texas versus mm -hmm. another state or or it could be the same state but if you're in this city versus another city it's more of a challenge there there are still challenges to being black yeah there's okay certain, there's, there's still challenges there's certain cities i mean it doesn't have to be across state lines even though um and you got to be mindful every time you travel i think i went to south carolina even though i didn't run into any issues it was a really old Southern feel. Mm -hmm. I literally felt like I was in Bonanza or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really was. And I vowed to never go back there because it, it was just too, it was too much. It was too much. Yeah. Mm, excuse me. Um, It was just too far back in the time. Yeah. So, oh uh, man, we can hit the black love, black lives. We we literally hollering black everything right now. Yeah, Monica, we call um 
Yeah, we caught you. That was a good comment as well. Colorism. Yes. That's definitely a real issue as well. Yeah. Um, look, before we close out, guys, I hope that you caught the three keys that we want to give you on black love existing. Key number one, black love exists when self-love is present. Point two, both parties have to have a vested interest in the relationship prospering. And point three, black is powerful, black is bold, black is beautiful. Do you all have any other comments you want to drop in the comment section or any episode suggestions before we close out tonight? We definitely appreciate you all. Thanks for the love. Thank you. We appreciate you all rocking with us for these 32 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good 32. Yeah. Uh, I just want to tell y'all, I really appreciate y'all dropping those shows. Like, I'm going to really go back. I get a lot. I'm I'm a TV movie. Head, uh, yeah. Like, I'm going to tell y'all a little side comment. <laughs> if you watching a show with Mr. Baker, he going to quote the show, baby. Well, I get, I dig deeper than he. He loves to quote the show. You ever had that person that sit beside you and they know every single line? <laughs> Quentin, <laughs> thank you so much, Monica. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we decided to come live for this episode. It will be on uh, all listening platforms tomorrow. So we want to go live tonight, and then tomorrow it'll be for your listening pleasure. <laughs> yeah, this is um, but yeah, before we close, drop any ideas in the chat. We would love to come back. Do you all enjoy lives? Uh, does seven o'clock work? Just kind of let us know what you guys are thinking. We definitely want to get the audience review right. on everything. Thanks, Dr. Sauls. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thank Miss you. you. Ready to see you again. I know. Yeah. I, and just, I know it's been so different now. Thanks, Uncle Herman. Um, I don't know. It's just even sometimes we like we we are so used to being on the go. Yeah. Like this is the <clears throat> most we've ever just stayed put for a whole year. Yeah, coronavirus. It it did a it did a number. It did yeah. a number. Okay, Monica, appreciate that comment. Definitely gonna get okay. that going. What do you feel is better on um, kind of an early afternoon about this time? Uh, we're just trying to gauge, since we're still fresh early in the first quarter of the year, we really want to gauge how we need to go and flow through this rest of this year. Yeah, so one live, everything else, pre-record. Um, do you want to see every episode live? <laughs> <laughs> Or just catch us in the moment with some lives when we yeah pop-ups <laughs> pop-up lives yes um so yeah even though we may exit from the screen you guys can go ahead drop those comments we appreciate you all and we want you guys to have a great saturday um happy black history month black power uh <laughs> evening is good some weekends okay thank okay. you Appreciate that. So, yeah, we're going to continue on forward. Be sure next Saturday, as another plug, to catch our episode. Um, of course, of course. Of yeah, course. Monica, for sure. Uh, so be sure next Saturday to catch our episode. Recognize your opponent. Mm -hmm. We've got a nice special guest next Saturday at 6 p.m. right here 
on Resilient Love Podcast. So you guys have a great rest of your evening. We love you guys. And go recap some of those powerful black shows you all have posted. <laughs> and also this song we love, Black Boy, Black Girl. Yeah. Um, hey, by the world go round. Mr. Rob LeRae. Black Boy, Black Girl. Hey, so, you made the And world he go is a North Carolina black native. Black girl. Hey, you made the world go And we got to hear it before it actually. We actually got to do. We did a wine and like a wine and paint type. Yep, thing. it was uh at, in Greenville, mm-hmm. and we met the gentleman when he was. You know how people do like the spoken word nights, yep. and he shared that song at the spoken word. And literally, almost a year later, or less than a year later, he put it out, you know, mm-hmm. as a record. And now he has moved to New York, and he's doing his thing. So, Rob LeRae, Black Boy, Black Girl. We love that song. All right, y'all. Be blessed. Right. See ya. See ya. Thank you to all listeners and subscribers. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on Apple so that we can continue sharing resilient love. Thanks for listening.